0: Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another rousing rendition of the Brethren Podcast, and this is an episode of Just a Slice. And I got my uh, my good brother, Mister Deshawn Wells of D Wells Consulting, with me today. How you doing, good brother? Good, Phil. How you feeling, bro? I I'm I'm blessed and you know just glad to have another conversation. Shout out to our other uh, two illustrious co-hosts, Doctor Jamal Loving, PhD, CFP, of uh, Loving on Money and You and Loving Consulting LLC and uh, Miss Alicia Brandon of HBCUpets.com. Make sure you get some for all your pets and pet lovers. Um, but me and you uh, were having a convo before, you know, offline, and before we started recording. And, you know, it, it it's basically just falling into just a slice. And it's a, uh, somewhat of a continuation of uh, our last brethren episode, which was the first episode of the year transition 2024, where we talked about various transitions. So, we can definitely just keep this combo going and and you know, bring this conversation to the people that we already had, but in typical Brethren fashion, even though it's just a slice, cheers to a good conversation being had and gems being dropped. Sir. Sure. But yeah, we were just talking about, you know, this this beginning of the year um time period where a lot of companies are making a lot of drastic um changes. Um, and we talked about transitions. we talked about, you know, people transitioning from jobs, uh, transitions in relationships, transitions, um, in life period, and whether it stops or whether, you know, and how we view transitions, how we catalog them. Um, and, you know, like I said, offline, we were having this conversation about, um, companies transitions right now where, you know, that's gotta be trimmed. Um, we're talking about UPS you know, just last year made, you know, uh, a deal where they were paying, paying drivers and all of their workers more, uh, across the board from part-time workers, to full-time workers and their drivers. And then now they just announced today, they're going to cut 12,000, 12, people, Walmart in a reverse move, just said, they're going to raise their pay for all of their store managers while of them are making six figures. Um, and it's, you know, it's, so it's, you know, it's, it's, different scenarios on different sides of the ball that we're seeing around, uh, different industries and in different fields where, you know, what, what looks like happens over here. Another company is doing just the exact opposite. Um, but the point that I was about to make before we hit record, which it just got triggered again, was, um, being able to, being able to, to, you know, kind of all, you know, like we said in, in another episode, seeing the writing on the wall, yeah. um, and being able to prepare for it, um, but I'm gonna I'm toss it to you uh, and just kind of you know bring your thoughts from what we were previously talking about it to the table.
1: I think, um, I think we're probably in more unprecedented times than than we like to admit. I mean, I just think that you look at the past three, four years it doesn't feel as bad because things have been so bad if that makes sense you had you've had a pandemic you've had um you know political unrest social chaos it's hard to go it's hard to go lower honestly but when you really taking a true evaluation of it Mm. I'll, i'll offer um just a few things for context when was the last time you got a raise, right? And, and that's a rhetorical question. But every time you go to the store, you're realizing that there's a raise in there. Eggs, chicken, everything you buy costs an astronomical um, number relative to what it was just a few years ago. And we're so conditioned for that. And we found a way to, you know, to live in that new norm. But now that that's coming to the balance sheet's Of these corporations and they offer no forgiveness for making business decisions as it relates to uh headcount full-time employees and what have you and so what you're seeing is an adjustment period and the market probably already knew that this was coming they kind of priced that in you see stocks flush flush away or whatever but it's it's becoming a very real thing where now it's going to be impacting households so you talked a little bit about fedex um, from a banking standpoint, you know, my previous organization went through a global restructuring. You look on the news, city is talking about, you know, 20 30,000 jobs potentially being eliminated. You put all that on the surface of an evolving environment where technology is also eliminating um, people out of the workspace. That's a scary time. And so when you talk about seeing the writing on the wall, it's really about continuing to equip yourself with those sets of what I would guess we we call those transferable skills where you need to be a chameleon. and You need to probably be more generalized and specialized in some ways where you can do a litany of things because people are just being priced out, man. And um, it doesn't mean that you're inadequate or you're insufficient. This is this is a really a new normal, man. And for anybody that might be in the job market, if you're looking, um, if you've been impacted in the workspace, like this is where your network and, and your ability to uh, call in favors really is gonna gonna ring true. Because unless you know someone, it is very difficult to cut through that noise. Go look at some of these uh, these applications you'll see if the job has just been posted, you might see, um, you know, there's a little little square that tells you how many applicants have applied for that job. Because these organizations are doing these restructuring, a lot of these jobs, internal people are competing for. So you're seeing 1,000 applicants, you're seeing 2,000 applicants. It's hard to cut through that much noise. And so before it comes to your front door, Start talking to your people now. Let them know, hey, I may need a, a safe place to land. What is the outlook for your business or your industry? We were talking a little bit about retail earlier and obviously we know um, that that's the really the most impacted space because you know, that's your, your everyday laborer. That's the person that you're having hand-to-hand exchange with when you go into a store or barista or whatever. And we may take it for granted, but that that human element and that those relationships is important. And it's, it's just like going to uh, going to Walmart or Target. You go to self-checkout and, uh, you know, that's fine. But just having that person on the other end sometimes to offer a hand or an assist goes a long way. And if you really being honest about it, start looking around. This has been happening year after year after year. It just hasn't been talked about, but now it's, it's it's right in our face because this is um this is probably about as bad as it's been since like two thousand eight, bro. You you bring up three things for me.
0: Um, the first thing was my original thought, which I forgot, so I'm I'm coming back to it. Um, yeah was it's a question for you so i'll hold it to the i'll hold it last um but you brought up the raise thing and it brought it It i've, I've talked we've talked about this before and it may have been on previous episodes too um especially with this previous uh, uh well i think it was 2021 to 2022 or 2022 to 2023 where the inflation rate hit eight percent now yeah. most of us are used to getting what they call a cost of living raise <laughs> yeah and to think about it is typically and historically most companies are going to hand you out three between three and 4% because inflation was typically three to 4%. But for a while, it's been more than that. And yet the cost of living, so to speak increase or raise was still sitting at three to 4% when inflation was hitting 8%, which now puts everyone at a deficit Without yeah. even knowing, because in our minds, we're like, oh, I got a raise. But it's like no, you your didn't. raise was supposed to keep up with inflation. And for for years. If it if it if it was if it was six percent one year, and you only got three percent, you're three percent behind. Now, the next year, when they give a eight percent is inflation and they give you a four percent raise, you're four behind. So now you're four right. plus three. Now you're seven percent behind. Without even factually knowing it, but then we see things, and I I think a a lot of us sometimes don't connect that dot. We like, I got a raise, so it's good. But then now we go to the grocery store, and a pack of wings is eleven dollars, and we like, hold on, the raise ain't raise. (laughs) Like, like, like somebody say the the math ain't math, math ain't
1: math, math math and the dog ain't gonna hunt. Um, Well, but you got to think about it like this too, AJ. What you just described is what um, working class and middle class people face all the time is that compound interest, the power of compounding interest is not working for you. It's actually working against you. Right. So if inflation is piling on, things are, um, things are more expensive. You're seeing um, retail inflation as well. When you talk about the math, not math, then, when we really get down into the science of how interest works, you you're facing a snowball. Like it, the 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 snow is accumulating and it's just getting yeah. bigger and bigger and bigger. And this snowball of of things are, are coming at you. And so you're probably gonna see where people are carrying more debt than they typically would. I guarantee you the average credit score is probably uh lower this year than it was maybe last year what have you but what you also will notice is something that's very very keen and unique about um situations where people enter into like any type of crisis pay attention to the same the same people the same companies the same entities that were investing in 2008 2012 2016. those people are in prime position to invest go out and buy um and they're going to make more than we lose and that's that's the preparation right that's the preparation of it this was likely going to have to happen at some point again with the markets being what they were and so if you go back and you think about some of the episodes that we had when we were talking about um you know what 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 does it look like to, uh, to plan for the future, generational wealth and things of that nature. This is actually when you get, you get it created. And so I would encourage people, even though, yeah, you know, um, it's not a, a great environment. This is the environment that you have to learn to navigate because in, in bad times, opportunities are going to show up and be more profound. When things are great, everybody just kind of rides that way. Now you're going to see, you're going to start seeing like who, who, like, we, what do they say? Uh, summer bodies are made in the winter. Right. And so this is when generational type things tend to happen is out of out of some form of crisis.
0: Most definitely. Um, and uh, I pulled up Market Watch uh, article on Market Watch uh, Americans are carrying record household debt in the 2024 household debt in the U S grew by 800 million from 2022 to 2023, including a 16.6% growth in credit card debt. U S household debt reached a record high of $17.3 trillion, according to data from the federal
1: reserve bank of New York. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked by that at all. And especially like end of year spending, you know, um, the days of a savings club and and putting a putting something on layaway—that's done. You're swiping that card and you're dealing with it later. Mm-hmm. And the 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 thing that's attached to that type of debt is also the interest yeah. that comes with it. And, I've also um, noticed a, a like
0: almost everybody at this point now offers this interest-free period. Yeah, and you know they they've, they they they've done the numbers. They already know. Yeah. 80 90% of people aren't going to catch it within that because they probably take comfort in the fact of oh I got this much time to you know to handle it without it but it, it is, here's something that I wanted out uh, this the, the question that I wanted to ask you to kind of jump back to the beginning of the conversation where we were talking about job transitions and and you know what what we're what we're kind of seeing across the landscape um is do we think that this or how much do we think part of this is when the pandemic happened and this kind of adjustment happened across industries where, you know, now we have to put more money into IT and telecommunications to be able to do all of this virtual and hybrid and all of this stuff. So maybe we increase the, uh, you know, increased our uh, IT department and then we hired on a bunch of you know, Mm -hmm. uh, virtual salespeople and hybrid salespeople to get out. And then we also hired, you know, a bunch of digital marketers from our traditional markets. Like, how much do we think this is, of this is attributed to maybe uh, a little bit of overhiring during this COVID and post-COVID? Or is this just something that these companies kind of avoided or were able to, you know, float? And then now it's really hitting where it's like, oh, OK, because if we're 17.3 trillion dollars in debt as the American right. households, these companies have definitely got because, well, you, like you said, it, all of this stuff is, you know, transactional.
1: It is very much transactional. I, I think I can approach your question in two ways. One, um, I'll try to be um, as optimistic as I can be, and then I'm going to have to be as real as I can. The the part of me that's optimistic says that we have to figure out as a society what work looks like going forward for us. Because you, you can't, you can, you cannot peel this back, right? So for two years, people have been able to do what they need to do from the privacy of their home, from anywhere in the world, and s- suddenly an organization wants to convince its workers that they have to come to the building in order to do it. That that way of working is probably behind us. So we're gonna have to find a way to be more of a, a hybrid society, which I think that most organizations will do, but now that comes at that comes at a premium. I am occupying office space that I have to uh I have to pay for. Um insurance, um benefits, so on and so forth. Again, the optimism in me says, like, man, what what a great working environment. I'm gonna have this work life balance and this flexibility. Well, here's the realism. If I'm running a company, I now say, you know what? I could probably get by with six employees instead of ten. Because you're a lot of companies are mature businesses now they're no longer in growth mode they're just looking to retain or maintain when you're in growth mode you're willing to spend in a, in a in a different way right so take a look at your any any of you take a look at the businesses that you work for are you in growth mode or are they looking to just manage and maintain what they have if they the answer is angel. the latter exactly if the answer is the latter you're probably going to see a reduction In the resources that you're putting into that business, and uh, you were talking about it earlier, it typically happens where it starts with the folks that sell. They're they're typically one of the larger expenses. And when commissions are not coming in, revenues are going out, companies make those types of business decisions. Um, But I do think the way that we do work going forward it has to evolve and it has to change. And I don't know if certain industries or employers have come to the realization that they are now competing. Um, it's, it's no longer just a, oh, if you're in banking, you're in banking, or if you are a teacher or you're this. Everyone can do so many different things now. And the opportunities are about these companies are having to compete just to get you to want to come in. So I want you to understand that. There's a voluntary element to these numbers as well, where people are saying, I'm willing to take on more debt. I'm willing to take more risk. I'm willing to bet on myself. I'm not going back to that office, or I'm not willing to do this type of work. And I think it's a a pretty pivotal point in our society, because again, you start talking about open AI, Chat GPT, all these things, the world is the world is changing really quickly. Like look at look at your boy Elon. You see you see how he's moving, and and the things that he's trying to do. So, I think the combination of the freedom that the pandemic gave people from a work standpoint, even though you were <clears throat> you were stuck in your house, the freedom to work from anywhere. Or you pace. can't you can't make people, yeah you can't make people unsee that right and right it, it's going to be very difficult to yeah. of a, a 22 year old that just graduated from mit that they need to be in the office five days a week that's that's not happening
0: yeah yeah and you know and obviously it's there is a, a trickle Domino effect to this, where okay, oh, for sure. now we got a bunch of hybrid positions, so we don't need this office space. Exactly. And so now,
1: real estate or takes this or it'll, commercial or real estate, it'll, I should say. Facts or follow this. If I'm gonna quote unquote allow you to work from home, most people that work from home, they don't. I guess I shouldn't generalize, but i'm not I'm not seeing friends be like, oh uh I'm working from home. let me just take my my hour lunch. They're working through lunch, they're on their computer eight nine nine o'clock at night. the productivity that you're getting from one person that otherwise would have had a two hour commuting traffic. you got access to them all day and I think it it puts. Organizations in a situation to say, wow, you know, if I can get uh, Destrian is twice as productive at home as he is coming to the office, now I can fire somebody. And I th- I don't think that that was factored into the freedom aspect that we so greatly enjoy. It's the fact that because you're so much more productive, they don't need as many of us as they once did.
0: But the, the, the flip side to that, too, is now you 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 uh, you made way to it especially with the societal transition of how things have progressed to a point. They told us a while back, Hey, we are running out of coins and, (laughs) you know, and, and that was when they were first starting to put chips in credit cards and debit cards. Now, remember I told you when we went over to Europe, uh, they were already doing the chip and they were like, Oh yeah, we've been doing the chip for five years prior. So they, at that point, by the time we were being introduced to it as this new thing, we had already it, 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 uh, in fr- in France, they were already like, oh, okay, we uh, we did that ten years ago before y'all. So, but now we've transitioned to this almost think- cashless society, like here in America, we've all we've we've almost gotten to a cashless place to where you can tap. Anything on you at this point, and pay for something. You can tap your hand, your face, your phone, your card. You, yeah. you know, you anything. Your watch, your watch too. If you got a smart watch, you can tap your watch and pay for stuff. So you're going completely digital, completely cashless, and got the self checkout. You got hybrid sales positions, and even especially in terms of retail, where it's like, okay, I don't even need a person to do any of this. So now the thought becomes, okay, if no, if there's no human element to any of this anymore, then what do, what do we do? And that's on some futuristic conspiracy theory adjacent, (laughs) like, okay, well, if all of these jobs are going to get eliminated, then what do we actually do then? Do, Do we go, do we become, I don't know. I don't like, we're like, that no one has to work anymore, and we just all mm-hmm. kicking it while AI and robots do everything for us, like in Minority Report or uh, I Am Robot or something like. But, or what? Like because then it's like okay, the old, the old, the old guard who is you know who who've been running these corporations for years, that same lineage and all of that stuff. They just they just you know they they got money that they don't even know what to do with. That's one thing we do know for sure. Uh Elon and all of them cats came up on trillions, lost oh, yeah. like half of it, and still was the richest. Yeah, people. Yeah. Uh Arnal, that's over LVMH, just surpassed Elon Musk as the richest man in the world. Again, like these, like there's like four of them that just keep edging each other out. Yeah. Meanwhile, he also, I think, just named his son a CEO. So boom, that's bread. And you got more money than you know what to do with. You're spreading it around very small. And the average person is working to make money to afford everything. But if we're getting to this place where everybody's just debt driven, which we've been that way for a while, everything is debt driven. I, I forgot how much money we owe China as a nation. Um, China is <laughs> out here bankrolling everything across Africa, across the world. Um. Then what is what is the societal transition now where it's okay, what do we do, what do we do next? Because that's where I want people around me to think. Where is this headed? So, so that it's not this,
1: you know, chaotic no, possibility. No, I, follow, I follow you, but so that's that's kind of like <clears throat> that's like the age old question. It's like, okay, so what's next? Well, what's next is you gotta be curious enough to want to figure it out. Right, So a lot of us are just waiting for shit to happen to us. (laughs) You got to be curious enough to want to figure it out. And so I think I think what you're going to see um, let's call it in the next, I don't know, uh, 18 to 24 months, you'll see that the, the value that we place on relationships, like the human human equity Mm -hmm. has to drastically shift and change, like, the way that we we place value on those things, because we've been so disconnected um, based on, you know, again, you got a global pandemic, um, everybody worked from home, you got remote this, telecommute, you do this, you do that. You've been so disconnected. When things like this start happening, like, where there's a, I call it consolidation, this is really consolidation and it matters who you know when things consolidate when everything is 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 great you don't place the emphasis or the urgency on relationships that you're going to see people place on relationships because um, what's the movie uh, leave the world behind mm-hmm. you saw the emphasis that was starting to be placed on just knowing someone or the person that you would walk past and not speak to is now the person that you need to help you. They're not putting shit like this in these movies for no reason. And the world as we know it has to change and it has to evolve. But are you curious enough to want to figure you do you want to be one of the people that are going to figure out what happens next? Because if you're not, it just happens to you. So when you um, you know, jokingly, we talk about Elon Musk all the time, but he started trying to figure out what was next a long time ago and as crazy as some of the shit is that he says or he does he's going to be one of the people that are de- making those decisions for you so do you are you curious enough to want to figure it out because if not nah, you don't you don't have to worry about nothing <laughs> you ain't got first you ain't you gotta worry we, about we, we 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 it's all gonna happen to you we
0: say it often where you know a vast majority of people uh, would rather be told what to do. Yeah. Than, you know, knowing what to do. Um, uh, but I think I think Man, we can I think a, we can there's, we can,
1: a, there's we can, a line, bro, on this um you you may remember this movie. Um <laughs> it's like a uh, folk classic, uh Snow in the Blood. <laughs> Man, this guy said, either you gonna do it or it's going to get done to your ass. And you basically, you basically got those choices. Like you can decide to be a person that does, or it's going to, it's going to get done to you. And so when you talk about being around people that are um, trying to figure it out, trying to see what's next, the fact that you pose that question, and it's a serious question for consideration at this juncture where you have to go, well, uh, could we be obsolete? Bro, it's just like it's somebody in business. If you're not waking up trying to put yourself out of business every day, somebody else is doing it. They're getting up and come for your ass every day. Mm-hmm. And I think for us as a uh, as a culture, as a society, like if you're not thinking how can you not be obsolete? At some point, <clears throat> that complacency come knocks on your door and you find out real quick how it can happen. The way that conversations and things line up and
0: um in and, and our lives, my life, your life be blowing my mind sometimes. Thank you for this conversation, bro. Um I figured out what oh. this what this ultimately became. It ultimately became whether, you know, dystopia versus utopia. Whereas hmm. do, you know, which way do we want to go? Or which way, you know, individually, do you want to go, and then figure out the ways and things that you do to make sure that it may not, you may not think that it is a global effect, but it truly is. Like I, I was having a conversation. Um, matter of fact, I, I had a conversation the uh, the previous episode of Cocktail Convo's with, uh, with 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 uh, with Bentley, um, and we were talking about this global impact. Uh, you know where we don't think on an individual level, a lot of us sometimes may think that we don't have a big impact. And a lot of times, especially in our community, we don't see what impact we make because we may minimize it. And then once that person is gone, then we see the impact that it made. And we talked about transitions where something is, there's a void created by a transition. And you don't under you don't sometimes recognize the impact of that thing until obviously it transitions away. So the question that I pose and we pose to, to everybody that made it this far as dystopia or utopia, which way and which direction do you want to head? But well, we appreciate y'all for taking this, uh taking this little trip uh with us on just a slice. Um, like I said at the beginning shout out to our co-host Dr. Ajamo Love and PhD CFP uh, and Miss Alicia Brandon of HBCUPets.com go get you and the pets and the pet lovers some um, brother DJ thank you once again for hopping on here with me uh, having this conversation this is long overdue honestly I'll just go ahead and throw that in there too that this is the first time that me and it's just me and you just on here chopping it up because you never did a cocktail combo for yourself doc did um, and you're the only person who hadn't done an episode of Justice Slice. So congratulations on your first episode of <laughs> Justice Slice. Uh making it. But appreciate this this beautiful conversation, man. This, it's, it definitely got my, it's definitely got my wheels turning and we'll continue this conversation offline. And y'all definitely uh continue the conversation with us too. Make sure to follow us on all our social media at Brethren Pod. That's spelled B-R-E-A-D-R-E-N. Like bread because we always talking about bread and we always getting bread. Follow us at bridger Podcast Series on Facebook and at Brethren Pod on S- Instagram. Instagram, and we always tell you that we love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Peace.